I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today, we've got a crazy story about breaking legs. But first, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our first story of the day is my ex cheated on me, so I ruined her career before it even started. My girlfriend and I worked in a broadcasting company for a while before she was bullied into resigning. I started as an intern for a year before I was offered a permanent spot in production. While working in production, I met someone who was just as young as I was, very beautiful too. We spoke often because we could both relate to working in a TV network as young people. We hung out and talked about our dreams, aspirations, and goals. She wanted to be a big-time news anchor. She even had a news anchor she was looking to replace as soon as she retired. On one of the days that we hung out together with some of our colleagues at work, we started having a conversation and she talked deeply about her dreams. I was impressed by how ambitious she was, especially since at the time, she only worked as an assistant. The way her eyes sparkled when she spoke of her plans showed how excited and passionate she was about the future. Something about her being so ambitious drew me to her. We hung out even more often, and we became close friends. I loved to cook, so she would visit and I'd cook her tasty meals. We soon hooked up. We promised it would never happen again, as we didn't want that to disrupt our friendship, but it did happen again and again. Hooking up became the new normal for us. We would visit each other and soon enough start kissing and then boom. We never kissed in public or showed other coworkers that we were doing anything though. All they knew is that we were friends. One day I was out at night with my friends and I saw her on a date with some guy. They were eating dinner and she seemed to be enjoying his company. I was hurt but I didn't know if I should feel that way or if I had a right to feel that way. I was bad at communicating so rather than just tell her what I had seen I completely shut her out. I stopped speaking to her and avoided her at work. She tried talking to me for some days, but I refused to talk to her. I guess she got tired of trying because she stopped trying and stayed away too. One day, I started to miss her, so I bought flowers and showed up at her house. She was not happy to see me and was uninterested in talking, but I apologized profusely for my actions and she decided to listen to what I had to say. She didn't let me in though, not until I had told her that I saw her on a date with some guy and... I got very jealous. Why? Do you like me or something? She genuinely looked confused. I was shocked that she even had to ask. Of course I like you. You know I like you. She said no I didn't. She thought about it for a while and then invited me in. When we got in, she asked what that was for us. Don't you want to be friends anymore? She asked. When were we ever friends? I retorted. She says we weren't friends? I said, no, we were lovers. I've always liked you and don't tell me you didn't know because I'm certain that you did. She said, well, I did think you liked me, but only as a friend. She was not telling me what I wanted to hear. Did she like me or not? Did she want an actual relationship or wanted to just continue what we had going on? Do you like me? I finally asked. Yes, I do like you. What's there not to like? I said, so? They say, I don't know. What are you asking me? 
I said, I'm asking if you want to have a proper relationship. She said, I don't know. We work together. We don't want things to be awkward if it doesn't work out. I said, whoa, we haven't even started and you're talking about things not working out. She said, I'm sorry. I just like to be proactive. We can't be too careful about these things. I spend so much time convincing her that we would be fine. If we do break up, we'll stay friends and it would never affect the quality of our work. She said, deal? I said, deal. We don't even work together. She said, huh? We do. Technically, we don't, I said, rolling my eyes. She laughed. It was true, we didn't work together. Maybe we could in the future since she longed to be an anchor someday. That was the start of our relationship. We were so happy together. At first, we kept our relationship under wraps and away from our colleagues since she wanted our work life and personal lives not to blur. But soon enough, everyone found out. We just couldn't keep our hands off each other when we were hanging out with the others after work. We were the star couple. Even our older colleagues admired our relationship. It was bliss. The joy in our relationship was soon cut short when my girlfriend started sneaking around. I noticed how she was reluctant to leave work after closing. I gave her a ride home every day after work, so usually we left together. She would also randomly disappear on weekends and give some badly stringed excuse about being missing in action. I noticed all that started after she applied for a job as one of the anchors in a new program on the network, but she was refused. She cried about it for a whole week. As her boyfriend, I was downcast too. I wished badly that she got the job. She would sulk and cry and just generally be in a foul mood whenever we were together. It was frustrating for me. I knew how ambitious my girlfriend was and how important it was for her to reach her goal of being an important presenter, but I also secretly felt she was reaching. She had only started working in the network a while ago. There were better qualified candidates for the job, and she was still young and had all the time in the world to get things done. I felt she was being impatient, but I was reluctant to tell her that because I didn't want her to lose it on me. I figured her latest strange behavior was because she still wasn't getting over the job, so I simply let her be. One day after close, I went over to ask if she was ready to leave, but she said no. She said she made certain mistakes during work hours and she had to work extra hours to fix them before the next day. I smiled and left, but I didn't leave the premises. I stayed back to see what was going on with my girlfriend. That night, I saw her walk out of her office and climb up the elevator going up. I wondered for a while what business an assistant had on the top floor. All the superiors were on the top floor, the decision makers. There was no way she could just go up there this late at night if one of them hadn't sent for her. Even her boss didn't have such easy access. It took all the self-control I had in me to not go up after her. I left work that night and asked about what she did the next day. You know, the usual. I was at my desk trying to get things fixed. How are you? She asked sweetly, cleverly changing the topic. Of course, she was lying. I knew she was lying about something, but I didn't think she could be cheating. I was in for a rude shock. Later that night when we went to her apartment together, I was in her bathroom when I saw a receipt on the sink. It carried her name. It was a hotel receipt and it dated to the weekend before when she had just disappeared on me. It was then that it dawned on me that my girlfriend was seeing someone else and it has to be a top dog of the network. That explains staying back late at the office and disappearing one some weekends. I picked up the receipt and took a picture of it. Babe, do you want to get away this weekend? We could go somewhere quiet and cozy, I asked her when I returned to the room. She said, no babe, sorry, I need to rest, I've had a long week so far and I need my weekend to recuperate. 
I made a sad face and said, Okay, fine. We can go out on Friday though, yeah? She said, No, babe. Once I'm done with work on Friday, I'm going straight home to sleep for as long as I can. She was going to meet up with the superior at work. I just knew it. I called my sister who was in college at the time to borrow her camera binoculars and car. That evening, I parked very close to my girlfriend's apartment and waited for her to come out. While in the car, I prayed I was wrong that she was in her bedroom sleeping. She was soon outside rocking a lovely black dress and carrying a tiny red suitcase. A taxi came along and picked her up. I followed them closely trying as much as possible to not make it obvious. There was no way that she would suspect it was me since I was using my sister's car, but I didn't want her or the taxi driver to notice I was following them. The taxi soon stopped outside a hotel. I wasn't surprised that it was the same hotel as the receipts I saw on her bathroom sink. She alighted from the taxi and strolled in with her suitcase. I waited in the car blocks away from the hotel, hoping I would see someone that looked familiar, but I didn't see anyone. Just as I was about to leave, a car pulled up in front of the hotel. A familiar face jumped out of the car. It was indeed one of the top dogs at the network. I'd only seen him at the network's social functions. He wasn't in a suit, as usual. He wore shorts and a casual shirt. He also had a small suitcase in his hands. I knew with a little doubt that he was there for my girlfriend, but any little doubt I had was cleared when I saw my girlfriend walk out still looking very hot in her black dress. She walked up to him and he hugged her. I took out my sister's camera and took several pictures. The pictures came out okay for the distance I took them. I immediately drove away to mourn what I had just seen. That night I drank so much alcohol to numb the pain. I knew she was sleeping with him to get some favor of sorts from him. I always knew my girlfriend was ambitious but I never thought she would go to such lengths to see her dreams come to pass. She didn't have to sleep with anyone, she was talented had a good reputation at the network, and was already on her way there. I could not understand why she would take it that far. I went to work in the new week, pretending everything was okay. It was hard, but I had to do so so I could carry out my plans. Just around that period, some men in top positions in another broadcasting company were exposed for taking advantage of younger women in their network. The internet and tabloids were all talking about it. All the other broadcasting networks were in a frenzy trying to clean up their mess. I created a new email account and anonymously sent the pictures to a reporter who was popular for never backing down. I lied in the email that their relationship was not consensual and that the big guy solicits sex from female employees in exchange for a position in the network. The reporter requested an interview but I declined. I knew she wouldn't give up and I was right. That week, I heard that she had emailed a lot of people in the network, asking if they would want to speak with her about what was going on in the network. Word got round, and the executives soon caught wind of what was going on. A popular, troublesome reporter was investigating one of their own. The reporter got frustrated when no one was coming forth, so she sent them the pictures I took to force them to speak. My girlfriend was 25, and the guy was in his late 40s, so the picture sparked a great concern since their positions in the network were also far apart. My girlfriend soon got to know what was going on. She confessed to me that she and the man had been seeing each other. She tried to convince me that it was a consensual relationship and that she genuinely liked him and he didn't force her. I broke up with her at that moment. Of course, I didn't tell her that I did that. I knew what the consequences would be for me and my girlfriend was not the only ambitious one. 
I also desire to be a big time producer in the network one day, and I didn't want to jeopardize my chances. It was a tough period for my girlfriend and her lover. He was married, so when the reporter published an article about it, she had people calling her names like Homewrecker and all sorts. The article did go viral, but it wasn't as severe as with the other network. Different people had different opinions, but my girlfriend cared deeply about her reputation and the network too. She had to resign when the pressure was too much. She had pretty much become a social pariah at work. People avoided her. Since no network would employ someone with such records, she had to give up her dreams of being an anchor and focus on something else. The last I heard about her, she was working at a fashion and style magazine, but she wasn't on TV like she desperately wanted to be. Her lover was a prominent person who'd established a name for him in the television industry, so it was much easier for him, though he was suspended all through the period he was investigated by the network. The network put out a weak statement that the two were never in an amorous relationship and that the pictures were misconstrued. He's still a top dog of the network to this day. My girlfriend and I met again later and tried to patch things up, but I just didn't trust her. I could not bring myself to ever trust her again. So we broke up and ended things permanently. If you have somebody that so coldly lies to your face and goes around behind your back cheating on you, is that justification enough for forever ruining their career aspirations? Or after everything here, are we left with just two villains? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. That said, our final story of the day is I broke my sister-in-law's legs. This is one story that I can never tell anyone in real life because the leather try to get me committed to a mental institution or send the police after me, but it is what it is and I Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I did what I did, whether the reason was right or not. When my brother got married, I was the most excited person on the beach where the ceremony was held. It's not that I love my sister-in-law or anything like that, I was just happy because my brother was happy. We are super tight, even though he's a year older than me. We shared everything as teenagers, and most people think that's weird because siblings are usually at odds with each other, but it was never like that with us. My brother and I were in the same classes throughout high school because we started at the same time. He had an accident when he was younger and stayed a year behind, so I caught up with him. So we shared the same classes, group of friends, and interests. I love my brother, and his interests always come first, even before mine. After our parents died in a freak fire incident, we became even closer. Insurance money for both the fire and their deaths really helped us move on, and my brother's a finance genius that managed to reinvest some of it and start his businesses. So we never experienced poverty, but we still shared everything. We wore each other's clothes and drove each other's cars and went on double dates all the time. When he got into his first serious relationship, 
I picked out their dates for him, bought all the gifts he gave her, and I was as involved in their relationship as she was. I would do anything for my brother. We have a bond that most people don't understand, and it's often misunderstood. But I didn't care, and he didn't, and we only ever really had each other to look out for and care about. Until she stepped into the picture. She met my brother a year after he graduated college, and she had come in for an interview at one of his businesses. But he didn't allow her to take the interview, because he knew he wanted to get involved with her. Instead, he gave her the contact of one of his friends who hired her instantly. While she was grateful for his effort, she wasn't interested in him at first and that only motivated my brother to pursue her more. He spoke to me about it and if my brother wants something, I make sure he gets it. So I spent a month learning about everything she likes and everything she was interested in and I gave him all the right ideas and in no time at all, she fell for his natural charm and their relationship was off to a good start. Back then, she thought it was cute that my brother and I went almost everywhere together, despite the fact that we lived together, and she thought it was adorable that we went on double dates all the time. She made sure to let whoever my date was know that for sure. But then she started getting this confused look whenever I suggested that we do an activity, and my brother readily agreed. I didn't think too much of it and their relationship was going so well that they exchanged I love yous, but she started to get really annoying. She told my brother that they weren't spending enough time together and they could always only do things that involved me. And she went on and on about how they only had privacy when I was away at school. I was in my senior year of a physiotherapy degree, but I couldn't understand why she was upset. I knew my brother was serious about her, so I never brought up the fact that it was the first relationship where I hadn't gotten involved in their sex life and there she was, complaining about the very smallest of things. Of course, my brother told me everything and I told him it wasn't something to think too much about. But she kept pestering him and eventually my brother split his time into two. She got him alone and I got him alone. So the relationship between me and her became even more strained, but my brother was happier than ever and that's all that matters. And when he told me he wanted to propose to her about a year after I graduated college, I immediately started putting together their wedding. During the planning, she was completely irritable. I made my choices, my brother's choice, and since he was handling all the payments, she couldn't ignore his wishes. And that's why I was incredibly happy on their wedding day, because it was the wedding I wanted for my brother, and he was settling down with someone that fit his needs in a wife. At that point, his wife and I barely spoke, unless other people were present and our relationship was non-existent. But then she got more annoying in the first year of their marriage. I had been living in an apartment close to the hospital I worked at, so she moved in with my brother, but they wanted to start trying for babies, so my brother bought a house. And because I'd helped him in the house hunt, it was close to where I worked. And naturally, I moved in with him in the new house. To say she was angry about this would be an understatement. Every day she had something to say about how I did this wrong and did that wrong and how it was wrong for me to be 26, earning well and still trying to live off my brother. My brother was mostly confused about her behavior since he told her we were very close early on in the relationship, but she was insistent that we didn't need to be around each other as much as we were. I, on the other hand, knew exactly what was going on. My sister-in-law didn't want me around because she wanted my brother all to herself, but I couldn't tell my brother that because she owned the other half of him that I lost when they got married. So instead of changing his mind, 
I decided to wait and see what would happen. Their fights about me became more frequent, and with each one they had, and the cold shoulder that followed, I could see my brother losing the battle. But then her anger got to a tipping point and it brought me back to the top of the scoreboard. About a week after their last fight about me and my presence in my brother's life, my sister-in-law went grocery shopping and she was returning home just as I pulled into the driveway. As she barreled straight ahead and smashed my car from behind. She drives a Land Rover Jeep and I drive a Camry so the impact was a lot. My car went straight into the edging of the front lawn and there were dents in front and behind of the vehicle. As soon as I got the brakes back into control, I stepped out and found her holding her cheeks in shock. I'm so sorry, I was on the phone, I didn't see you there. My brother had heard the crash from inside and was rushing out, but before we got to us I told her, you didn't want to see me there because you don't want me anywhere near here, and I saw the surprise and recognition in her face. But she went back to remorse mode as my brother got to the scene. He was checking me for scrapes and giving her a strong look while I called my insurance and nodded at her. I knew the lines were officially drawn and I was going to get revenge. Not just for my car, but for trying to separate me and my brother. For the next few weeks after my car got fixed, I maintained my distance from the house and started taking more night shifts because I knew I had to hit her where it would hurt the most. A month and a half after the incident, I went to the house to spend the weekend and it just so happened to coincide with my brother's visit to one of his businesses, which was a few towns away. Before my sister-in-law went shopping, I spent some time cleaning out my car in the garage because I'd partially been eating and living out of it so it was quite messy. And then I prepped a little surprise for her. I closed the garage doors about 80% of the way with some crawl space left open and then I put the control panel for the garage doors on reset so no one would be able to open it via a remote. And finally, I adjusted the speed settings, then I waited. Like a true creature of habit, my sister-in-law drove up to the house a few minutes later and she tried repeatedly to open the garage doors with her remote, but they wouldn't budge. And then after a few minutes, I heard her door slam and she rang the front door so she could come into the garage through the main house. But I was waiting in the garage for her last option. When I didn't answer the door, I heard her walk up to the garage and I saw her get down flat to crawl into the space I had left open. She didn't see me by the garage control because she was facing down and I knew that my plan would be drama free. I waited until she was about halfway into the garage and then I pressed the garage doors close on her knee. The speed wasn't too fast but the weight and impact was enough for her to shout. But I wasn't done yet. I adjusted the control speed again and opened the door slightly before pressing it close again and again and again. Her screams were a delight to me and when she passed out from the pain, I stopped. Then I went out through the front door and ran straight to her frantically shouting, What the heck happened? I was in the shower! Oh my god! Then I dragged her body out by her broken legs, which made her scream some more, before carrying her to her car as she cried unstoppably, and driving straight to the emergency room of the hospital where I worked. Recognizing me, the nurses and doctors attended to her quickly, and she was taken in for an x-ray to examine the extent of the damage in less than 10 minutes after we got there. She was in a ton of pain, and I was pleased with my work. Then I called my brother in my best shaky voice and told him she had gotten trapped under the garage doors and her legs were broken. He was scared and worried, but above all else, he was thankful that I'd been there and brought her to the hospital. And he was getting ready to leave 
but I told him to complete his business meeting and I'd call him as soon as she was out of the examination room and on some pain meds. About an hour later, the x-ray results were out and her legs were bound and cast, and she was in a wheelchair with her legs stretched out in front of her. Throughout the entire process, her face was pale and every time we made eye contact, her eyes went round with fear and she barely spoke the entire time we were at the hospital. After her meds were issued, I told the attending doctor that I could take a few months off and work as an outpatient physiotherapist to help her out since we were family. The doctor was too relieved to agree because, like anyone else in the unit, he knew that I was very good at my job and it would be less stressful for my sister-in-law to receive her primary care at home. We spent a few more hours at the hospital while she slept off the meds and eventually I loaded her up in the car and drove home. I called my brother and gave her the phone to speak to him, and when he asked what happened, she caught my eye in the rear view mirror and I smiled. She then told him that she didn't know what happened, but she got stuck in the garage door and it must have jammed from her body being under there, and I just kept smiling. When we got back to the house, I prepped a makeshift rest for her legs on the coffee table, got her meds out, and immediately went into physio mode. Then I brought in all the groceries from her car. As I unpacked them, I told her, you wanted me out, but now you're going to have no choice but to rely on me. Funny how life works. And she couldn't respond, but she didn't need to. She was stuck with me until I gave the clear. After all, there was only so much she could do with broken legs. I've read some pretty insane nuclear revenge stories in my time. I'm not a stranger to hearing stories of somebody that uh, dispatched another human being. But I think this is one of the first ones where I finish reading it and I'm actually kind of lost for words. I mean, how do you add on to a story like this where the attachment to the brother is like at an insane degree where OP seemingly almost expects to be involved in their brother's sex life as like a third wheel? And then because of their brother getting in a really normal sounding relationship and not being allowed those open boundaries anymore breaking her legs and then like paralyzing her with fear i mean yikes but with that being said that's all the time we have for today now if you want to hear another absolutely insane nuclear revenge story click on that left video or if you missed my latest video check out the one on the right that said i'll see you all next time with some more stories even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.